0: do a series kind of in that theme that I spoke on the first, uh, All Things New out of Revelation. I'm going to build on that for a couple of weeks uh, in the relation side and then the relationship with the Father. And um, on the 28th, I know I mentioned that the 22nd was going to be the state of the church. Um, I made an executive decision to move that one week. Okay, we're going to do that on the 28th and then Super Bowl Sunday is the 5th. And then we're going to jump into another series right after Super Bowl. But today, um, I want to talk about the cross. And here's why I want to talk about the cross. The cross has a vertical part. And it has a horizontal part. And there's a reason for that. Okay. I want to talk this morning uh, specifically about the horizontal part of the cross. You and I. You and I are born for relationships. We are born for relationships, okay? We are not only just born for relationships, but we are shaped for relationships. And not only shaped for relationships, we need relationships, okay? Now, I say all that to say this. In all of those cases, we're born in it, we're shaped for it, and we need it. But relationships can mess us up. Can I get an amen? Am I talking to anybody that understands that? Relationships on a human horizontal plan can mess you up. It can, okay? I want you to go to your Bible, and I want to look at the Scripture that we talked about on the first, if you were not with us. Revelation 21, verse 5. Revelation 21, verse 5. Revelation 21.5 says this, He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. And then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. See, as you look at 2017, You might, you might started working out. God bless you, okay? That's awesome. Hope you're doing that spring break, okay? But you may have started working out. You may have started reading a book or I'm going to take the stairs instead of the elevator and all these things, okay? All these goals are great. But can I tell you something? The greatest goal that you can work on other than your relationship with the Lord is your horizontal relationship with people. Because you can lose 30 pounds and still be miserable. Can I just tell you that? You're just going to look better with bad relationships. You say, well, that has absolutely no effect on my walk with Christ. Oh, boy. If you think that's true, (laughs) you're in trouble. Your your horizontal relationships impact your relationship with the Lord like like. Like you can never imagine, ever imagine. Horizontal relationships have a tremendous impact on a relationship with the Lord. Tremendous. Tremendous. Here's three ways that it does it, if you're taking notes. Number one, they can keep you from Christ. You say, you got to be kidding me. Relationship horizontally can keep you from Christ. Mm Mm-hmm. I was doing student ministry one time, and I had a high school kid who didn't grow up in church, pretty rough background. We became buddies through sports, and I was basically teaching him pitching practices. That's how, we got, that's, how we got, that's how our relationship was built, out of pitching practice. So we, 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 we go through this for a little while. We're talking about baseball. We're talking about life. Then we're you know, talking about the Lord and all this other stuff. And so I asked him one day, I said, have you ever made a, a, a profession of faith to Christ? Have you ever been born again? He goes, I don't even fact clue what that means. <laughs> I say, okay, it's my bad to use church terms on people that don't grow up in church. Okay, sorry about that. So I try to explain it to him. And so we start walking through his life and, 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 and what Christ has done for him on the cross and that relationship with Jesus Christ and how he was... Fearfully and wonderfully made how God had a great plan for his life and it began with salvation and God wanted a relationship with him so he could show him great things, do great things in his life and all this other stuff. And so he's listening, he's listening, he's listening. We go through weeks, we go through months. He's receiving it well and everything. And I know through this whole talk that that his dad has left him. His dad promised his mom that the affairs would quit. His his dad said, "Son, listen to me. Whatever happens between you and your, your mom, okay, it's bad when they use that phrase. Okay, uh, not me and my wife, but you and your mom. That's trouble when they say it that way. But I'll never, I'll never, I'll never leave you. I'll always be here for you." Well, that's a big fat lie because he ran off with her and left him too. Okay, he's ten years old. All right. So I've got him at about 16. So as I'm sharing one day after practice, I, I share the scripture that that God will never that your heavenly father will never leave you nor forsake you. Dude, immediately when I said it, he I mean, it was like a brick wall. We never got any further, never got any further. And the next time we met, he was just hard. And I said, hey, what's the deal? And he said, I don't want to hear any more about this Jesus thing. I said, what are you talking about? He goes, I don't want to hear any more about this heavenly father thing about he will never leave me or forsake me. That's a, big, that's a bunch of lies. That's what my dad said to me. He left too. And if my dad left me, I guarantee you that my heavenly father leave me because I'm a mess. And see, his, his relationship with his dad was the filter to the father. He thought, I'll never make my dad happy. I'll never do it well enough for my dad. I'll never do it, my dad will leave me, so I'll never do it right for God. I don't want to try it for a God that, that will leave me. I know that my heavenly father will leave me because my earthly father left me. And so ever since I said that word, he jetted on me. And to this day, I have no clue where he is, how he's doing, or anything. But that one phrase that I used that the heavenly father will never leave you nor forsake you because his earthly father left him and after promised a hundred times he wouldn't do it, that did it. It sealed him up. Now I probe and pray that, that he found a great church and, or came pastor somebody because that kid needs Christ. There's no doubt. Okay? And so I want you to know something, that, that your horizontal relationships can keep you from Christ. I, I think all of us have met a person that you would say, that person would keep me from Christ. <laughs> you may drive with them on Sanse. You met them at Walmart. You, you may have met them in school. But there are some people that you've met that said, oh, that, that dude would have kept me from Christ. All right? And your earthly relationships can do that. Number two, earthly, horizontal relationships can draw you closer to Christ. All right? You can meet some people and come in contact with people, become friends with people, start doing life with people, and not have a relationship with Christ or be out of God's will. And when you hang out with them, because of their life, you're drawn to the Father. Some of you have those people in your life. For me, there were a couple of coaches. Not related to me, just became coaches in my life when I was in high school. They are the reason, to this day, I am who I am today outside of Christ. Those guys, fresh out of college, became on our coaching staff. And even though the head coach <laughs> he did not follow Christ, these two cats did. And I, was, I gravitated to those guys. And they're the ones that led the Fellowship of Christian Athletes at our school. And they're the reason that I am where I am today because of their lives. One of them pastors in California today. They can draw you closer to Christ. We have a lot of high school kids here today. There are kids that you can put around your life that will draw you closer to Christ. The opposite is true, too. Bad company will corrupt good morals, good character. You can put bad people around you and chase you off. Third is this. They can make you more like Christ. They can not only just draw you to Christ, but they can make you more like Christ. Listen, God said that we are salt and light. Our lives should draw people to Christ. Our lives should help make people more like Christ. There ought to be a little bit of you and a little bit of the Jesus in you that rubs off on people. So when people are around you, they experience more of Christ. Horizontal relationships can do that. They can also do the opposite of that. Okay? Now, look at today's relationships. Here's today's relationships. They're different. They're made of emails. They're made of text messages. They're made of voice messages. They're made of Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram. Instagram, right? That's our relationships today. Okay, as some people call it, not Facebook, but stockbook. Right? It's where you stalk people. Okay. Now, listen to me. I was in a coffee shop one time there was about seven college kids sitting around this big table and they were having coffee and I grabbed a cup of coffee and all I was going was that corner back there to study and do some journaling I walked by this group of college students and I just simply said hey man how you guys doing and they looked at me like who's the bald guy talking to us whose dad is that and I just walked past them and I go over and I sit down and I watched them, and they're all going, do you, do you know him? I, I, don't, I don't know who he is. He's a predator. He's a predator. <laughs> and I, I drove them nuts, man. All they were say hi to him. All right? So I'm sitting over here, and all of a sudden, somebody got the short straw, and this kid gets up. And he's coming my way, and I'm like, this is going to be fun. Right? <laughs> so I just sit there. He walks over to me, and he says, sir. I said, hey, man, how are you? He goes, um, h- how do I know you? I said, I don't think we know each other. Or you spoke to me. You spoke to the whole table. Do you know, how do we know you? Do, do you follow me on Facebook? <laughs> and I said, no, I don't follow you on Facebook. I just saw you guys, and I wanted to say good morning and hi to y'all. Oh, okay. So he goes back over to the table. <laughs> we don't know him. He just wanted to say hi. I'm like, that, why did that mess them up? There was a day, man, when you used to walk in the stores and people would speak to people. Today, it's like, hello? I mean, now we can drive up. Now we can get on our phone and order our groceries, drive up to Walmart, and they bring out the groceries to us. We never have to have human contact. None. Here's my theory on Walmart pickup on groceries, and if you work for Walmart, I'm sorry. I think it's how they get rid of all the expired food. I'm just saying, you're not getting out of the car, are you? They're just putting it in your trunk. I think they're probably just getting rid of all the expired yogurt. Good luck with that. Right. I hope you got a tough stomach. All right. But you don't have to have human contact anymore. You don't. And speaking to people is weird, okay? you, you, you. It's very difficult because now... We have these kids that say, I have a thousand friends on Facebook, but none at high school. You want to know why people are lonely today? Because on social media, they have a whole lot of stalkers, but in life, they have no friends. Man, we were born for relationship. We were born to do life together. We were born to do more than text and, and, and like someone's pictures. Listen, you can like someone's picture without liking them. Okay? Just because somebody likes something of yours doesn't mean they like you. I mean, I hope you all fix that, understand that. Okay? They like my picture, but they don't like you. Well, yes, they do. Whatever. Have a crisis and see. They're not coming. They're just going to laugh at your picture when you post it in your mess okay we have a lot of kids a day that that think that there's a generation of kids that that that, that, that the worst thing you can do is not send them to the room they love that okay The worst thing you can do is send them in a room with a bunch of people and say talk no no I'd rather no look like, I'd rather eat liver and onions than do that okay you can do it it's okay all right But they don't want to do it. Listen to me. That is having enormous impact on the kingdom moving forward. See, Facebook is beautiful. Instagram is beautiful. All this stuff, all the technology that we do, it's a gorgeous thing. It's a beautiful thing. But listen to me. It does not replace and cannot replace human touch and human contact. That's where it is. It's a great source, but it can't replace it, man. Cannot. We've got to do life together. It's important. Examples in Scripture of friendship. Is, is God in the friendship? You bet he is. Abraham was called in James 2. Abraham was called the friend of God. Wow. That'd be a great thing to be called, isn't it? Hey, what what are you? I'm a friend of God's. <laughs> isn't that cool? That's almost as good as saying, I'm a friend of Kyle Andrews. I'm a friend of God. Another example. Moses said that he would meet with God face to face as a friend meets with a friend. Mm. How about you? You got that kind of friend? Are you that kind of friend? Proverbs 18.24 says this. A man of many companies may come to run, but there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. You say, well, you don't get it, preacher. Um, I tried this relationship thing, and people betrayed me, so now I close up, and I'm not getting hurt again. Well, let me say something to you, if that's you. If you're not willing to put yourself out there to have have that kind of relationship, you're the loser on that. No matter how many times you get hurt, it's okay. But you're missing something if you don't put yourself out there. I know it's risky, okay? But if you don't do that, you're missing out. There's something that you're missing. We're supposed to do life together. Iron sharpens iron as one man sharpens another, okay? I want you to go to your Bible and Psalms. We see a couple of people that were portrayed by friends, Go to Psalm 41. This is David. Psalm 41, verse 9. 41, 9. David says, This even my close friend, whom I trusted, he who shared my bread has left, has lifted up his heel against me. David was rejected. He was betrayed. Okay, by a close friend. I want you to go over and look at Jesus. Go to John chapter 13. John 13. John 13, 18. John 13, 18 says this. I'm not referring to all of you. I know those who I have chosen. But this to fulfill the scripture. He who shares my bread has lifted up his heel against me. Skip down to verse 27. As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. We know that Judas betrayed Jesus. Okay? Listen to me. You may, you're going to get what you feel as betrayed. But you never stop reaching out to do life with people. Okay? You've got to have it. You're shaped for it. You're born for it. And you need it. Okay, you need it. I want to look at a couple of things. God's design for relationships. What, what must this consist of? I put five down. If you're taking notes, here they are. Number one, God's design for a relationship needs to be honest and open. And I don't care if it's a marriage relationship, father-son relationship, family, friend, co-worker, boss. doesn't matter. you got to be honest and open. Okay? Listen to me. You get nowhere in a relationship if you're not honest and open. That's why all this stuff on this uh, digital relationship stuff, mm, nothing there, man. Ain't nothing. There's no depth to that stuff. None. It's just just surface. that's, That's all it is. You've got to go deeper than that. You've got to be willing to be honest and open in any relationship. If it's going to go anywhere, you've got to be honest and open. You say, well, Pastor, how honest do you want me to be? Honest. Okay? Honest. Because, listen to me, you hide it one time, and all you will ever do from that point on is add on. Because if we get away with it, we will repeat it. Okay? Okay? You've got to be honest and open from day one. If you want the relationship to go anywhere, be honest and open every time. Two, it's got to be encouraging. Not that I didn't tell you anything. I, I have a great friend who's nothing but negative. <laughs> Most of you don't. I, I have a friend, All man, he is so discouraging. Every time we hang out, he's just, just so discouraging. <laughs> Nobody says that, okay? You've got to have a relationship that's encouraging. Now, listen to me. If you've got a relationship with someone and you've had it for a while, and the encouraging has never reached a level where it's been a correcting encouraging, it needs to be. If you are always, always told by your closest friends, you do everything right, they're wrong. They're not being your friend, Okay. You've got to be willing in a relationship to be encouraging. But Jesus says sometimes there's correction with love in relationships. You've got to be able to look them across the eye and say, hey, I'm going to say this to you. I'm not you, but if I was you, I'd stop doing that. I'm not you, okay? But if I was you, I'd stop doing that. And they're going to say, what do you mean, are Shut up. You're not me. Either way, honest and open. Just hit the floor. Amen. You've got to be willing to say that, okay, in a relationship. Three is this. you got to be trustworthy. you got to be trustworthy, meaning you've got to be able to rely on them. Nobody likes anybody that's not loyal, okay? you got to be trustworthy. If I tell you something, will you please honor our relationship by being trustworthy. I got to know you got my back. Can I count on you? Listen to me. We as a staff, I'm, I am I hold a tough title. I'm, I'm, I'm their pastor, I'm their friend, but I'm their boss. You think we don't do this? Oh, oh, mm-hmm, big time, okay? I mean, we do it on a daily basis a lot of times every week, okay? You've got to be able to come in and say it you got to be come in and be honest. you got to come in and just be open. Because anything that we do as a staff impacts the church. If it impacts the church, it impacts worship. If it impacts worship, it impacts the presence of God. When you have breakdown in your church staff, you will have division in the body, division in the spirit, division in the presence. I'm just telling you. And so if you don't want to tackle it, you're in trouble. Okay? And sometimes it hurts. Okay, sometimes you've got to have a staff and say, listen, what do you need from me? What do you need me to do differently to help you win? What can I do to help you? If you ask that question, Pastor, you need to buckle up and take it like a champ. Because sometimes it's you. And you've got to be able to do that. All right? Sometimes the road reverse, But you've got to be open and honest all the way through it. Okay? Fourth is this. You've got to be loyal and true. Nothing worse than disloyalty. Nothing worse in any area, okay? In any area of friendship, disloyalty and someone not being true, it hurts. Okay? It hurts. In a marriage relationship, in a relationship in the family, in a relationship outside the home, it wherever it is. All right. Fifth is this. That relationship that God designs for a relationship must be forgiving and watch this. Not just forgiving, but forgetting. See there's a big difference right there. See I don't, I'm not asking you to forgive me. I am. I want you to forgive me. But in that design of God's relationship, I want you to forget it. You say, well, man, that's really difficult. Okay, let me help you with something. Next week, we're going to talk about you and Jesus. All right. Jesus said that I forgive you, and I move it as far as the east is from the west. You ever tried to get there? You ever tried to drive west and get drive west, and get there. You just keep going. That's why you have a north pole and a south pole, but you don't have an east pole and a west pole. <laughs> you ever thought about that? Can't get there. It's round. Some of y'all are like, what? It's round. It's round, okay? Somebody say, it's round the other way too. Lean over and ask somebody to help you with that part, okay? We don't rotate this way, I'd be dizzy, Okay? All right, listen to me. You can't. You've got to forgive them, but you've got to forget it. See, here's an example. If, if I hurt Paxton's feelings, okay, and I go to Paxton and say, brother, I'm sorry. Listen to me. I, I didn't mean to do that. I want you to forgive me. Now, if Paxton and I are going to have a relationship that continues to grow, he's not only going to just forgive me, he's going to forget it. Because if you don't forgive and forget, every time you see him, you're reminded of it. When Jesus looks at you, hmm, somebody needs to hear this. When Jesus looks at you, he does not remember your last sin. Okay? If we're going to have a relationship like God intends us to have them, we won't just forgive, we will forget. Some of y'all are thinking, oh, i got a lot of work to do in my marriage. Thank you, preacher. All right? Hey, before kickoff, just spend a little time on that. Right? Listen to me. It is very difficult. Here's what happens. If we don't flush, we don't let it go, we don't forget it, then we see the person and we see the sin. Does that impact the relationship? Mm-hmm, it does. See, the real test of forgiveness is not forgiveness, the word. It's forgetting it. Then you know you're forgiven. See, Jesus, anytime I say, God, I'm so sorry, what I've done. And he says, that's all right, my child. I love you. You are forgiven, and I forget it. So next time I'm in his presence, he doesn't see me in that light. Okay? Doesn't see me. Doesn't see me. If we're going to have the relationships that God wants us to have, we will be honest and open. We will be encouraging. We will be trustworthy, somebody to rely on. We'll be loyal and true. We will be forgiving and forgetting. Okay? You say, well, preacher, are you batting 100 on relationships? Mm-mm. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I've got some to this day that I've got to make right, okay? All right? I've done it. It's either perception or I did it, okay? It doesn't matter, okay? But I've done some stuff, I've got to make it right. All of us have those things. You've got to chase that person, that individual, to get it right. You're only responsible for getting it right on your side. You cannot, you're not liable, you're not responsible for their response to you. Your job is to be as much like Christ, going to making that relationship right. Do not begin 17 with all kind of workout programs if you have relationship issues. Okay. You can be skinny and miserable. Okay. I'm just telling you. You say, if I was skinny, I wouldn't be miserable. Oh, you would. If you don't fix those relationships, you will, okay? I promise you. Revelation 21.5 again, listen. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making all things new. Relationships. Then he said, write this down. These words are trustworthy and true. He can make that relationship new. He can. Do not go a day longer with it like it is. Is it broken? He can fix it. He can make it new. Is it wounded? He can make it new. Is it covered over? Pushed it aside, left in another state, left in another town, left in another country. Is it forgotten? Just put it out of my mind. Just don't see him. If I don't see him, I'm fine. If I don't look at him, I'm fine. If I don't talk to him, I'm fine. No, you're not. Or is the relationship just not there at all? Are you the person that put yourself out there, got wounded, and now you're the little cat in the corner that says, It'll never happen to me again? I've never put myself out there. If you are, you're miserable. You're not designed to be that way. You're designed to have relationships. Designed to have relationships. So, my question is this what needs to change? What did the Holy Spirit say to you this morning? Where are you in relationships? You say, I I always thought that relationships didn't matter. They matter, man. They they are the arm. They they matter. They're the arm of the cross. Okay? They're the arm of the cross. The vertical, we'll talk about next week, but the horizontal is important. Listen to me. Every relationship you have has impact on your relationship with the Lord. How are they? Today. He wants to make them new, but you have to take the first step. He wants to make all things new. Can I just say this, and I am speaking from total experience on this. Somebody or somebody's relationships in this room are keeping you from being and doing all that God has destined for you. It did for me, and I didn't even know it. When I broke free of that relationship and got that relationship right, and made it right. My part. The floodgates of heaven opened up in my life. You are stopping the flow of God in your life. Because of a relationship that you will not get right. And every click of the year when it becomes a new year. It's still staring you in the face and you know it. That 17 be the year that he makes all things new. Don't walk out of here carrying that stuff again. You lay that down at this altar. You lay it down where you are, and you walk out of here, and you make it right. You're not subject to their response. You're only the part of getting it right. It will hold you back forever, and it will kink kink the Holy Spirit in your life. I promise. So today, what needs to change? Let's stand together and pray. I'm going to invite the altar team to come. Worship team, come on up. Today, if that's you, if it needs to change, you come. If you need to come for another reason, you come. If you need prayer, maybe about a relationship, let us agree with you. There's power in agreement. Let us agree with you and pray over that for victory. But don't walk out of here and not do business. He wants to make all things new. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you. God, it's not a question if we love you. God, we love you. But God, you say that by our obedience you will know that we love you. God, if you've laid someone, somebody, some bodies in a relationship situation on our heart and mind today, may our love be produced in our obedience today. God, we don't don't let us dig our heels in. Let us do what you've said to do. God, you have come to make all things new. God, I need to be set free here. I pray you set that person free today. God, in this invitation time, you move us for your honor, for your glory in Christ's name. Amen. You come Fini need to come.
1: Of the blood of Jesus. Você Verse. This is all my hope and peace, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Yeah, lift your voice. Sing it out. This is all my righteousness. Oh, that's beautiful. Nothing but the blood. Let's sing it again. Sing that verse. This is all my hope. This is all my hope and peace, nothing but the blood Ah, of... Yeah, it sounds so good. This is all. This is all my righteousness. nothing but you, Lord, thing but the blood.